Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS162 or MS170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 125, What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast, the YouTube show, and I want to spend a moment here right off the top talking about the YouTube portion of that because we set a goal out, I don't know, a few months ago Mm -hmm. to try to, by the end of football season, get to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I I was very confident we were going to get there initially. I then became a little less confident eventually. And then over the last month, we have had rapid growth. Thanks to the folks watching right now, the folks that promoted it. And we officially got there shortly after Monday's show. It is a legitimate, awesome accomplishment for everybody involved in this show. From the folks at Blue Duck that produce it, that make it more than just a podcast for Demonze, who's grown into co-hosting it and become a real personality on it. For me, as some as a passion project of mine to go kind of hand in glove with what I do on television. And the fact that now, no matter where we go from here on this, because to be totally candid, there are some potential changes coming to the show one degree or another, because Demonze is moving to Los Angeles sometime after the Super Bowl. What that means as far as how we're going to do it, is his seat going to be filled by my wife, by his little sister, by his littlest sister, who is really, really positioning for the job, but I don't <laughs> think hey, I, I don't think she's getting the call. If DeMonte is going to do it somewhat, some of the time remotely from L.A., that's not fully fleshed out yet. But the fact that I got to partner with him and in the time frame of, Have we been doing this a full year? I think it's just under a full year because we weren't doing it last football season. We started March of last year, April of last year, and to now be at 100,000 subscribers in less than one year, it's just tremendous. It's gratifying. It's awesome. We greatly appreciate it. And what I would like to do as a thank you to the folks who watch us on YouTube Monday of next week, we can maybe do at the very top of the show, a traditional show. But then for the bulk of the show, I want it to be what we do at the end of the shows, which is the listener Mm Q&A. I will jump in the chat during the show and just kind of respond to whatever topics people want 
to kind of old school live radio style when we had a text line and a call in line and people could call in or text in. You won't be able to call into the show, but you guys can put in your comments today. We will do that at the end of the show, but maybe Monday's show will do the entirety of the show like that or 90% of it. And then Thursday, we will be doing the show live from the Super Bowl in Arizona. And so all of that, we're very happy. I'm incredibly grateful. We I'm incredibly little, thankful. What do you got going gift on? For, me, for you. Oh. From Blue Duck. Oh, our friends at Blue Duck Media. Yeah. Let's. Oh, we, oh, we're popping bottles. Oh, we got some champagne. How about that? Look that. at that. <laughs> What'd you it's say? Nice bottle. It is. I'm sure it's a beautiful bottle of champagne. It's a little early for me to be drinking. I know people Mimosa. like champagne at breakfast with mimosas. Not really my thing, but I'll just set that here. And we can, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll let you, I don't know. I feel like maybe that could be a good, like, fourth date thing for you with somebody. Good fourth date. Yeah, just bring it over when you pick the young lady up. Be like, hey, I brought you this. Yeah. Just give her a bottle of fancy (laughs) champagne. That could be good. Just give her the bottle? Well, that's what you do. Like, yeah, you give them, and then if she wants to toast with you or something, that's fine. Uh, But this is great. We really appreciate it. Now let's get to the actual show. Here is what missed the cut in today's show. The Texans make a great decision and hire D'Amico Ryans, a Texans legend. He gets a six-year contract. I think it's a great hire, smart by them. Josh Allen, too injured to play in the Pro Bowl, allegedly. Not too injured to play Pebble Beach in golf. That's fun. And Patrick Mahomes will be on First Things First later today. We actually recorded that yesterday, and that is going to air at 4 p.m. Eastern sharp on First Things First, our first television interview with Patrick Mahomes. As I have randomly, thanks to the, my, here's what's funny, and then we'll get to the actual show. So the Chiefs evidently love him. I figured they should, but I didn't quite know it. But sports media, it's just so funny how things work out, man. It feels like, 90% of my industry, the sports television talkers, are fighting for the same corner. I am going to be the loudest and most prominent Cowboys supporter, or I am going to be the loudest and most prominent Cowboys detractor. Everyone fighting for that same piece of real estate. Meanwhile, I'm surveying all the available real estate, and I'm like, hmm. There's this team that happens to play in my hometown that has a guy that all of us seem to acknowledge might end up being the greatest player ever. And that real estate is totally unguarded. Yeah. And so (laughs) four years ago, I staked my claim being a lifelong Kansas Cityan, always loving the Chiefs and believing in Mahomes. And for the last, I guess five years ago, I did it. For the last five years, I've had my crew ready on alert that, hey, guys, we might have to fight for this corner one day. We might have to repel some attacks. And somehow the entirety of sports media has just ceded me the ground. What a They've pre- all just decided, like, oh, no, Nick is the Mahomes guy. I'll be the Josh Allen guy. I'll be the Justin Herbert guy. We even we, There was fighting over who gets to be the Tua Tonga Bailoa person. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Patrick Mahomes corner was just given to me. 
It's unbelievable. You were trying to say something. I apologize. Uh, no, I forgot. I, no, uh, what a predicament you would have been in if Mahomes had went to the Cowboys. Well, no. Well, here's the thing. I would have respected the talent, but the reason I'm a Mahomes guy is because he plays for my hometown team. City. Yeah, yeah, and then man, his dad went on. Uh, you know, one of my best friends in the world, guy hosts radio in Chicago named Danny Parkins. He does afternoons on the score. Also, does a great podcast that you guys should subscribe to with another great friend of mine named Andrew Filipponi called First in Pod. The people that produce that podcast, not quite as great as the folks at Blue Duck. In order to find that podcast, you literally have to type in first with the number one ST space ampersand space pod. If you type, if you spell out first in pod, it doesn't show up. Not great for subscriber growth, but it's a great pod. He had Patrick Mahomes dad on the show two days ago. Okay. And Patrick Mahomes dad said that the Chicago Bears told Patrick they were drafting him at three committed to drafting him at three and then traded up from three to two and drafted Mitch Trubisky, which is why Mahomes, when he scored a touchdown against the Bears, counted on his fingers one to ten. One other Patrick Mahomes fact that is this is not like breaking news, but it seems like my guess is the vast majority of the audience does not know this. I bet even the producers might not remember this. Everybody knows the Chiefs had Alex Smith when they drafted Patrick Mahomes, right? I think people know that Chiefs team was quite good. So how did they end up having the 10th pick of the draft? It was because during the draft, they traded up for Patrick Mahomes. So that then brings the question, does anyone here remember or know who traded away the pick that became Patrick Mahomes? The answer to that question is the Buffalo Bills. Nobody ever thinks about that little what if. The Bills, who needed a quarterback, were on the clock with a chance to take Patrick bleeping Mahomes and traded the pick to Kansas City. What they got back, it should be noted, was the Chiefs' first rounder, which in that year's draft, was like the 27th pick, and the Bills with that pick ended up taking Tredavious White, who's an awesome player, tore his ACL last year, but was an all-pro level corner, and they got the Chiefs next year first-round pick, which they ended up trading, and the next year they drafted Josh Allen. So there was, when people remembered this, the brief narrative of, oh, both teams won. Spoiler alert, folks. Only one team wins when you trade away the pick that becomes Patrick Mahomes, the team that got Patrick Mahomes. There is a bit of, you know, the the Dallas Mavericks traded up in the draft for Luka Doncic. They traded away a future first-round pick and the fifth pick of the draft, which become, became Trey Young. Nice player. People are like, oh, both teams won. No, both teams did not win. The one team got a nice player. The other team got a guy who's going to be one of the greatest players in the history of the league. Same thing happened in this situation. One team got a nice player in Josh Allen eventually. The other team got the guy who might go down as the greatest second player best, in the history of the league. Best, second best quarterback in the league. So who Josh Allen? Yeah. Oh, wow. No respect for Joe Burrow. No respect for <laughs> Jalen Hurts there again. By the way, second straight year, and then we'll get to the actual show. Sorry. Uh, I think we're 15 minutes in. We haven't even gotten to the rundown yet. Uh, yeah. Second straight year, the Buffalo Bills f- finish 
in seventh or eighth place. And I know that you might be like, how do you call a seventh or eighth place? Well, here's what I know. They were in the final eight teams, right? They lost for the second straight year to the team that then lost in the next round. So if we got to figure out of the four teams that made the divisional round, if we were to put places on them, well, the guys who would finish in the bottom of that would be the two teams that lost to the two teams that then lost the next round. Last year, they lost to the Chiefs, who then immediately lost to the Bengals. This year, they lost to the Bengals, who then immediately lost to the Chiefs. I guess now we can start the show now that I got my cursory Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills slander in that no one saw coming. Devontae, what are we starting with today, 20 minutes in? Story of the week. At zero subscribers, Tom Brady unretired. At 100,000, he unretired. He re-retired. retired yep. sorry. What a journey it's been for all of us. Much, much less fun for Brady, obviously. Yeah. He probably didn't have this type of ending in mind. If he could do it all over, do you think he would make the same decisions over the last few years? Okay. So this is where I am going to show. I'm going to take this in a far different direction than I think people expect. So the narrative is that Tom Brady sacrificed things that might have included his marriage in order to pursue football. There is an amazing Seth Wickersham article that came out yesterday that really gives us more details on what happened between he and Giselle than I have seen anywhere. And Seth, who wrote a book on the Patriots, who knows Tom, who's interviewed Tom a ton of times, did Tom versus Tom, all that stuff, basically says it was the football. It was what we all suspected, that the football, that she, she was fed up with how committed he was to football and how it never seemed like it would end that it was you know that when he won the super bowl in tampa uh she said to him what more do you have to prove and he kind of blew her off and they write in the article about how she would he would tom would wake up in the mornings ready to go attack the day and she would already be mad at him and ask him is this a family day or a tommy day and it talked about how somebody other than tom brady said all this Seth Wickersham wrote all this, but Seth Wickersham wrote a book on Brady before knows Brady is a great reporter. It's, it seems if there's, it's not like some tabloid stuff. This is a real journalist that clearly has these relationships that knows these things. So here's where I'm going to say the, I think unpopular thing. If you are in the running for the greatest in the history of the world at something. There is an argument to be made that your responsibility is to your own talent more so than even your wife and children. Doesn't mean you can treat them poorly. Doesn't mean you neglect them, any of those things. But... I, okay, this is again where it's going to sound crazy to some people. I don't view this that differently than if someone, if the greatest astronaut in the world, they were like, listen, man, you're the only person who we can send to Mars. You're the only one who can handle the job. You're going to be gone for four years till you come back. There is an argument to be made 
that that person has a responsibility to society to take on that charge. And Tom Brady was trying to do things no athlete had ever done. It did not sit well with his wife. That is her prerogative. And she is in a unique position because she was one of the greatest in the history of the world at her thing. And she paused it all for the family. Got it. I think the kids will understand when they get older. I think that there are certain things where it is not the same as if you are a mediocre or mid-level corporate lawyer and you're working 100 hours a week to create no legacy at all because you're obsessed with your job. You are the best ever at something. You had a stated goal. I am going to play until I'm 45. You wanted to reach it. I get it. Now, do some, I, do some, I understand some people feel like, well, but if he would have just retired two years ago, maybe he's still married. Who knows? Certainly, he has the same number of championships. Yes, but you know what he doesn't have? The ability to say... Yes, the peace of mind to say, I accomplished everything I said I was going to. One of the things he said he was going to do was play until he's 45. He wanted to do that. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to compare myself at all to Tom Brady. I am not the greatest sportscaster in the history of the world. However, what I will say is this. It has been over the last decade of my life, and your mom and I are coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary and 15 years together, a habitual burr in her saddle, if you will, that there is no level of professional accomplishment that I can achieve that results in me throttling down. That results in me taking my foot off the gas a little bit. She there, there is she is convinced that the majority of people in my field don't watch all the games. And she's right. She is convinced that I could probably keep up maybe 95% of the accomplishment, success, all of it, with. of the work. And she's probably right. But that's not how I'm wired. And that's not the game that I've ever been in. The game that I've always been trying to play is, will there be a moment in time? I've said this before and I'll say it again. Will there be a single moment in time where if you did a family feud style Ask 100 sports fans on the street who is the best sports talk guy there is where I get the most votes. I have not gotten there yet. I'm now in the conversation. Now, if you ask 100 people, I get a few votes, but I'm not Colin. I'm not Skip. I'm not Stephen A. And what can be frustrating for the our loved ones when you are when that is your standard is even if and when you get there 
you probably then change what you're chasing next. And it can be incredibly difficult on the people around you. It can be not the best thing for your children. I so and again, and I'm not Brady, but I think we have some similarities as far as drive goes. And these are the sacrifices you make and the decisions that you make if you truly want to be the very, very best. And you hope that for your children, you there's a couple, there are some positives that come along with the negatives. One is usually some financial independence that you can give them some money that you can help them out. Another is the foot in the door professionally in places. And another one is that they are inspired or take with them the lessons of how hard you have to work at anything to be great at anything. And so it's like a push and a pull. Like while I was chasing my job, you were spending your senior year of high school without me. I was back and forth on the weekends. That was not good for you. So I have to own that that was a selfish decision by me for what I wanted to do that hurt you. Uh-huh. But the, and I know you don't blame me for that. You don't have hold any bitterness, but I hold bitterness against myself for it. The hope is in the long run, we at least make it even a bit. Well, I've been chasing my job. Your, I, I didn't with Diora, your sister, like probably push her as hard as I should have on a lot of the like college and school stuff. I was focused on me. And now she's, she's navigating that. And I help her as I can. And I don't know why I'm emotional right now, but like I see the, the stuff people are saying about Brady right now. And I think a lot of it's bullshit. Like, oh, you sacrificed your marriage to go eight and nine. And I just don't think people understand these are not easy decisions. These are not easy things. And people know, we know we are at times putting ourselves first in a selfish way that you're not supposed to as a parent. And it's what I learned from my own dad, right? My own dad, who I have massive admiration for, absolutely put me and my sister at times on the back burner to negotiating the best bargain possible for the Kansas City firefighters. And his legacy, he's a great dad who I adore. His real life's legacy is not the things he did for me and my sister. His real legacy is the things he did for those firefighters and their families. So like you, you, but you, you have those push and pull things and you make decisions and you deal with the fallout of it. And when I, I hope that what your sister missed out on, on maybe I could have helped her a little more academically she can, I can make up for in maybe when she's pursuing her acting dream, she sees the vigor and the resolve you have to pursue anything with. And that's what I'm sure Brady, I, I, I'm sure that's what Brady is hoping for his kids too. And it's really sad that he and Giselle didn't make it. I, again, we don't talk about these things, but it's public. And I think it's, I, I think it's out there. And I, listen, I hope, I hope somebody, if there's anybody that is in Tom's orbit 
that is vibes with this podcast or is aware of it, I hope somebody sends him these last 10 minutes. Because I, bro, I get it. And I, and that farewell video of him alone on the beach, choking up, that's hard, man. Because he has, because it is now over. And now he is just alone with those decisions. And you do wonder, was it worth it? Did I make the right decision? And you don't know. And so I empathize with you, man. And while, you know, I rooted against him about as much as I've ever rooted against any athlete ever, I, I understand what he was doing these last few years. I totally get it. All right, let's move on to the next thing. Well said. Uh, Brady, Brady and LeBron? No, let's just move on to Sean Payton. Yep. All right, so Sean Payton is officially heading to Denver. Once again, Denver has a coach plus a quarterback who may up in, end up in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I know your Chiefs are in the Super Bowl right now, but you've got to be at least a little worried. Again, let's just already start the the reason the Chiefs aren't going to win the AFC for the 35th straight year. I like Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton's a very good coach. I think this is a team that did not have draft capital to, to lose, and they just spent a first and a second on a coach. Now, I understand doing that, and I do think Sean Payton will get the most out of Russell Wilson. Yep. But I don't think that's good enough. Even if Sean Payton's worth four wins, which is massive, not good enough. And the idea that what happened to Russell Wilson was because of bad coaching, I think that means you weren't watching in the last few years in Seattle. It was a steady decline the last few years in Seattle. People overrated and overvalued that Broncos roster coming into the year. Yes, this is a good hire. Yes, Sean Payton will do a good job, but I'll be totally honest with you. I am thrilled that Sean Payton did not wait for the Chargers job to open up (laughs) potentially in a year from now. Because Sean Payton plus Justin Herbert, that concerns me to a degree. Sean Payton plus Russell Wilson, the Chiefs will be fine. Again, the Chiefs have not lost to the Broncos since Obama was president. They're not all of a sudden. That's true. We've had one and a half presidents since then. The the the, the idea that the Broncos are all of a sudden going to be coming for the Chiefs, I don't buy. All right, next. All right, you're convinced no one in the media cares about LeBron breaking the scoring record. If he had made that layup against Boston, he'd be two points closer, okay, by the way. Oh, my uh, God. This week, he cracked the top four all-time in assists. No one seemed to care. It didn't really seem like he cared either, by the way. Uh if the NBA was scripted like people were saying the NFL is, yeah. how would the NBA script writers have LeBron break Kareem's record? Well, so here's the thing. You got it. You here's the NBA is not scripted. It's, um <laughs> however, uh the NFL is. No, no, no. No, no, no. The of course the NFL is not scripted. <laughs> it was Arian Foster was joking around and nobody got it. Um, but while it's not scripted, LeBron can kind of script this out. Yeah. Because he can decide which games he wants to He's play. He's the type of guy to do that. And he, a thousand percent. Oh. So here's what I was very confident. Here's what I know. LeBron James is not breaking this record Saturday before the Super Bowl against the Warriors on national television. And the reason he's not breaking it Saturday before the Super Bowl is because then it gets no media attention at all. 
right? He's not doing that. He's just flatly not doing that. He's not going to have this record fall and just it not ball, be a story man. anywhere. What? Just ball. Okay, well, the guys, here's, I'm not a guy who's going to end up playing more games and more minutes than anyone in league history. I think he's just balled plenty. <laughs> uh, so they play the Pacers tonight. He's 89 away. I don't think he's going to break it in New Orleans on the road. So there's two games at home he could do it. The Thunder game on Tuesday or the Bucks game on Thursday, which is on national television. I am going to guess LeBron targets breaking it for the Thunder game Tuesday night, and here's why. Because it then allows that full day, that to be a massive discussion point. The next day, it to be the only discussion point. And Thursday on TNT on national TV, it's the first game with him as the record holder, and it is a huge story. Why would he not want to break it Thursday on national TV? Because then the next day is the day before the Super Bowl, or the Friday before the Super Bowl. It's not a huge topic. And then we have the Super Bowl, and it's forgotten. So I think Lakers-Thunder is the game I would want tickets for. Lakers-Thunder on this, on February 27th is when I think this record is going down. So, so you can bet on this, actually. OKC is plus, 20, uh, plus 200. Milwaukee minus 120. Golden State plus 340. Okay, Golden State is a 0% chance. Yeah, I mean, he would have to miss multiple games, and he's not going to. Right. They have no back-to-backs. What? I find, like, it's not even that this is his plan, but it probably is. I just find it kind of, like, how much more coverage? Like, dude, you're LeBron James. I feel like the Super Bowl is going to happen. You're going to get coverage no matter what. Like, yeah, we want more coverage. Yeah, and dude, it's just. Breaking Kareem's record. <laughs> His record is held. Kareem's broke Wilt's record. How about here's If the record is that important mm-hmm. to yeah. everybody. Yeah. Gets coverage no matter this what. Sports media is biased against LeBron. We all know this. Okay. Hey, what are you guys? With, uh, <laughs> you just said it. The guy just became top five assists all time. Nobody talked about it. He said, "I'm cool off that." The w- w- yeah, but the, <laughs> but it's the media's job to cover these things. The yeah. the and it, it, no, the media the the media has just decided to pretend LeBron's not having the year that he's having. Oh, Nick, it, yeah, but. They're not winning enough. When he plays, they have a better net rating than the Bucks. When he's off the court, they have a worse net rating than the Hornets. So when he plays, they're an A one contender. When he doesn't, they're the worst team in the league. Oh, but Nick, he should play more. He's played more games this year than Steph or Durant. Like <laughs> find a new slant, as they would say. Uh, so I would bet the OKC game. All right, next. All right, the Super Bowl is ten days away, and the Eagles still haven't had a true test this year. It's must, unbelievable. Must Go be ahead. really nice to cruise to the championship untested. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say they're in danger of being frauds, but do you think that they deserve being favored over Mahomes? Listen, the Eagles have the advantage at every single spot on the field, except for quarterback. They have a better offensive line. They have a better defensive line. They have a better group of pass catchers. They have better running backs. They have better secondary, better linebacker. Now, if you want to break down pass catchers into wide receivers in one group and tight end in the other, then the Chiefs also have an edge at tight end. But if we're just saying overall pass catchers, your wide receivers and tight ends, it's the Eagles by far. The question is twofold. One is, can Mahomes be magical? And the other is, how great is that Philly defense really? On the big stage. Well, 
It's not their fault. But these are the quarterbacks they have faced. Okay? Goff, Cousins, whoever the commanders were starting that week. <laughs> the Prince in a rainstorm. Remember that one? Prince got All the fumbles? Yeah. yeah. Kyler, Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, whoever the commanders were starting that week. Was was the Colts game Matt Ryan or was it? I don't even remember who was starting that Colts game. I got. I'm going to check right now. Colts. Uh, it might have been Ellinger at that point in time. It was Matt Ryan. Uh, they played the Packers. So you know you give them credit, but if you remember that game, that's the game Aaron Rodgers got hurt and Jordan Love came in. Uh, the Malik Willis, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields. Dak Prescott, who scored 40. Whoever the Saints were playing that week, uh, Andy Dalton. Daniel Jones again. Daniel Jones for, I'm sorry, not even Daniel Jones that time. (laughs) That time it was Davis Webb. Then Daniel Jones again. Then Brock Purdy slash Josh Johnson slash Brock Purdy on one arm. So, is the Eagles defense ready for Patrick Mahomes? That's the question of the game. Because I give the Eagles credit. However, they were not exactly prepared over the course of the season to play elite quarterbacks. The Chiefs, on the other hand, this year have played in no particular, not, I'm not going to, oh, you know what? I will list them all Kyler, Herbert, Matt Ryan, Brady, Carr, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo. Malik Willis, I think, for that game. The Prince, Herbert again, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Davis Mills, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Jared Sidham, The Prince again, Joe Burrow again. So all the top quarterbacks in the league. What do you mean a touch tougher? All of the top (laughs) quarterbacks, except for Jalen. So we'll see. All right, that was a very long first segment. We got a, we actually got a yeah. poll. Some yeah. people disagree with you. Did the wait not not disagree with you, but do the Eagles deserve to be favored against the Chiefs? Fifty three percent say yes, forty seven percent say no. Awesome. All right, appreciate that. We will take a quick break. Come back, uh, answer some of your questions in the C block. What's right? Congratulations on the one hundred k subscribers on YouTube, Daddy. Maybe this means you could stop talking about LeBron. It's getting kind of old. So is he. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. That's great. I appreciate that from Deanna. Your mom is going to fry you. There. The hair, the fact that there seemed to be like a bag in the background. She is going to fry you for having that be on the on the screen. <laughs> Her hair is not combed. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> She's probably not watching. All right, let's get to the topics. Let's go. Thank you, baby. All right, Brock Party is still being evaluated, but might miss more than six months. Mm-hmm. Bad news. But Kyle Shanahan said that there was no scenario where Jimmy G will come back to San Francisco. 
If Trey Lance isn't good enough, maybe San Francisco can get Brady to come back out of retirement again. Uh, and Mangini brought that up on the show yesterday, by the way. Possibility. Brady could, like, join a team midseason. Go yeah. ahead, though. Uh, but a lot of people had Brady going to Vegas. Could Josh McDaniels end up with Jimmy G instead? I think that's what's going to happen, right? Except for this. Rodgers. Rodgers. Devontae. But they got the thing with Rodgers, you got to trade for him. As opposed to just like a first-round pick probably. As opposed to signing Jimmy G. Right. Jimmy G would also be cheaper. But Devontae Adams, I don't know. Is that going to be in the show today? I don't want to step on it too much. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's in here. Devontae Adams was asked. What neighborhood Rogers is going to live in? He said, mine. Yeah. Uh, cutting Derek Carr to sign Jimmy G seems odd. It seems like <laughs> exchanging a $100 bill for 250s. Like, right. okay, <laughs> I don't know why, but sure. It, it, but maybe it's because, again, he, Jimmy G knows McDaniel's system to a degree, I guess, because they were together in New England. I think Brady retiring really threw a wrench in the Raiders' plan. Yeah. I really believe that. All right, next. All right, we sadly will not be having a gambling show this week. Sorry to break it to you guys. But we will for next week. Yep. Yep. Uh, But if you're betting on the Pro Bowl, please seek help. Okay. Uh, There are tons of different ways to bet during the big game, from spreads to props. What is your betting strategy for the Super Bowl? Are there any props you like to – are there any props that you like to bet on every year? Gatorade, coin toss, national anthem, national anthem, all that. Good no, stuff. but here's listen. I, I'm definitely betting on the coin toss. Why? Why wouldn't I? It's, it's, I'm either going to hit or I'm not. Well, yeah. Well, no. Okay, so hold on. That sounded bad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like obviously, every bet that I place, I'm either going to hit or not. Yeah. But there's a fifty-fifty. Ch- it's either. It's very black and white, literally. Well, not literally. The coin's not black and white. The but it's but you get it. Black and white, heads or tails. Yeah, but heads will be black, tails will be white. But right now we could do that. We yeah. could just gamble on a coin. You want me to flip right. a coin right now? Yep. What? Okay. Well, now I'm worried about you. <laughs> no. you, you so you just want to something that you have no edge in, no information on. Just bet for the sake of betting. We could just bet. Like, what's the next color of the next card? Is it going to be like? plus money? Is my question. No, of course not. Okay. If it's plus money, the books would go bankrupt. You can't give plus money on a 50-50 thing. Okay. It's going to be minus money. All right, so, obvi- so obviously, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet like a hundred bucks on a coin toss. Well, okay. All right. So here's the, here's my advice. Don't do what Demonze's doing. Let's talk about Demonze's gambling for a moment here, because Demonze yesterday eleven bucks that I got from the, Vanduul. I understand. Let me finish. Demonze, you know, was Instagramming. <laughs> Look at the crap. Yeah. yeah, this is how I win. Demonze was Instagramming his NBA teasers yesterday. And then also an NBA parlay. So it is worth noting that his $11 NBA parlay that he needed to go six for six on, you do know you went 0 for six, right? Because the Nets are trash. No, because all of your bets were trash. Uh, obviously, if I missed all of them. Yeah, 0 no, but for some six. Some were close. But then DeMonte also <laughs> tweeted out a 15 point or 14 point NBA teaser. Which a fifth a fourteen point sixteen teaser is minus two fifty. So here's the part of the of gambling that Demonze is yet to grasp, and I blame myself. Demonze hates even money bets. Can't stand minus money bets. 
Wait, I have to wager. So you're telling me if I bet 20, I would win 15? Gross. No way. However, he somehow, somewhere in his brain, it doesn't make the connection when it comes to minus money bets. Well, but if I just bet a massive amount of money, (laughs) now the return's great. So, So he puts together a 16, 14-point teaser, and doesn't bet it, correct? Yeah. No, I did, but no, I'd be sick right now. <laughs> he showed $1,000 to win 400 and put on IG, keep an eye out on this. I got scared and backed out, <laughs> and considering the $11 one would win me the same amount as $1,000 one would screw it, right? And one of the legs of the six-team teaser. That's the damn Nets. The Nets plus, plus 23. 23. How yeah. do you? <laughs> they were, I mean, they were down 40. 41, 13. Yeah. Oh, my How God, How sick dude. would you have been, buddy? Oh, nah, man. That's. Yeah. It's just crazy that I also bet against the Celtics on that. Yeah. Which is wild. Okay. This, so, please, please, please don't do NBA teasers. I beg of you. Football teasers, there is some value if you do them right. I've been gambling for 25 years. Since I was 13 years old playing my dad in nine ball for two bucks a ball. I've never placed an NBA teaser in my life. They are not good bets. Go ahead. This might make you feel a little bit better or not. I don't know. But uh, those bets that I placed last night helped me realize how much more I know about football than I know about basketball now. Of course, because you've been watching it all season, and if you it's start much more predict, like it, the scoring isn't so right. There's it, no betting the NBA is impossible. It's tough. And now, if and you the lines to, are kind of like they're they kind of f you. Well, over. It, well, there's just so many ways to get screwed at the end. Yeah, there there are backdoor covers in football. the The entirety of NBA betting is backdoor covers. It's just so frustrating. And then teams down, you're you're getting seven and a half. And a team is down seven with eight seconds left and decide to foul, even though they, it's just so mad. Yeah. Uh, but to answer the question, my guide to betting the Super Bowl is this. If you want to have a bunch of different props. The juice, the vig on these prop bets is so substantial that what some people try to do is like bet uncorrelated props. So, like, I'll take Mahomes over passing touchdowns and Jalen Hurts over passing yards and this and do things that don't tell a narrative story with the idea being, I, you know, the Chiefs have a big game, I'll win this one. If the Eagles have a big game, I'll win this one and leave yourself very little chance to win both, Or right? That's a terrible idea, in my opinion, when it comes to the Super Bowl because the juice is so high on these. That if you break even, if you make 10 bets and win five, lose five, you're going to lose a ton of money because they're minus 120 and minus 125 bets. So the way I would recommend if you want to bet Super Bowl props is figure out how you the specific script of how you think the game is going to go and make six or seven bets that follow that narrative script understanding there is a chance you go over. So Chiefs Niners Super Bowl, I did that. 
Jamie Garoppolo over interceptions, Patrick Mahomes over passing yards, Patrick, you know, and the Chiefs to cover all that stuff. And I hit almost every single bet. The Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl, I did that. And I literally lost every single bet I placed. So you've got to be prepared for that. But that's how I would recommend. So you're saying like figure out a storyline that you think is going to happen. And And then build your bets accordingly, not randomly haphazardly. So if you think the Eagles, the Chiefs aren't going to be able to block the Eagles and the Eagles are going to run the ball down the Chiefs' throat, you bet under on Mahomes' uh, touchdowns. You might bet under on Jalen Hurts' passing yards. You bet over on Philly uh, rushing yards. And you bet under on Chiefs' rushing yards because they're going to be trailing and having to throw the football. Right? That's the narrative script. If you think Mahomes... Scripted. Is, no, it's not scripted, but it's oh. the script you think it's going to go by. Copy. Uh, and so, you, but we can talk more about that in Monday's Gambling Show. All right, we've got a game, don't I say? Uh, yes, this game. 100K recap. Yeah. Age just right. Okay. I think we're playing two different games. Actually, no, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, we're celebrating reaching 100,000. Look at this. That's oh, what wow. picture of that? I don't know, but it's like it's like a fine wine, aging that, like man. wine and cheese. Go ahead. Um, oh, we're celebrating reaching 100,000 subscribers. Let's look back at your takes from episode one back in March of last year and see how well they aged. Okay. It's called Aged Just Right. Okay. First off, we got Brady retirement. We had to re-record our first show due to some breaking news. Brady came out of retirement after 40 days to ruin our weekend plans. You were a fan. You weren't a fan. Let's see it. We're going to show a little thing for the folks on YouTube. And I'm... So this is the worst retirement ever. It's worse than either of Jordan's. Anything Favre did. Roger Clemens in George's box. It's worse than that. Worst retirement ever. I, yeah, I mean, because it was a fake retirement. Yeah, I think that age's right. Uh, I, I, I stand by that take. This was the worst. Reti- it was, I mean, he, he retired for 40 days. So, so since that one, since you're saying that was the worst retirement, this next question is easy. Yeah. It, this retirement was much better than that. Well, yeah, of course, because this retirement's going to be a real retirement. It's going to take, it's going to keep. What All if right. it ends up not being a real retirement? Well, that would be wild. But that did happen with Jordan. Jordan unretired years later. So we'll see. All right, next. All right. Uh, Kyrie has popped up quite a bit on the show and even in episode one. So let's see it. All right, Kyrie Irving, what are we doing? Kyrie Irving is growing on you, exhausting you. Or he's not relevant at all. Okay, this one's very easy. Exhausting. I don't think he's going to be eligible for home games. And I don't think the Nets are getting out of round one. And they can find other people to blame. But this is Kyrie's choice from beginning to end. Oh, that aged pretty well. I think it aged. Yeah, go, <laughs> you can go ahead and ask the rest of the question. But I think that aged beautifully. Yeah, that. but that was about five scandals ago. Uh-huh. A year later, the Nets are looking good. And he's been averaging 27-5-5 and this year. Is it possible this take won't age well? No, I don't think, no. I mean, and also... I mean, because that was about last season. But also, it's just that, I mean, he's a spectacular talent. It's not a winning player. Yesterday's a great example. You're playing Boston. The fans are all out to get you. They swept you out of the playoffs last year. You you don't have Durant. And you're down 39-9. to That's like scripted for Kyrie Irving to go off. Exactly right. It's just like, this should be, even if you don't win... You know what I mean? For a night, be the best player on the court. Right. And instead, the team came out with no energy, no nothing, and got their asses kicked. All right, next. Um, all right, so you you asked me to keep you one promise in episode one. Mm-hmm. Let's see it. Well, first episode, you're going to stay to this. I'm done. I'm out on Black and Miles. 
you have to keep me honest. If right. you catch me smoking a black and mild, you have to tell the audience. Yeah, I mean, this is on record. So. This one's on record, <laughs> yeah. so we're in. Yeah. So black and mild's out. All right, that wasn't great. Yeah. I haven't done a great job. You haven't done a great job. Yeah, I definitely haven't been snitching on you. No, and I haven't done a great job. I need my hair was better. amazing. You're, you, do you miss it? Yeah. No, I'm growing it. You're growing it back, back out? Okay, all right. Last one, I guess. Uh, all right. <clears throat> do you remember our first argument on this show? No. No. What was it? Let it me was see. about KD being a better scorer. Than oh, that. so dumb. Let me. Yeah. See. Do we have video I, of it? Yes, we definitely do. Let me do. see this. God, that's a bad take. Kevin Durant is easily a better scorer than LeBron James, but you, you watch Kevin Durant play. And you I wasn't watch. listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I forgot to tell that win. How is that aged now that LeBron's literally about to become the greatest scorer in the history of the league? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. He's about to pass Kareem for all-time points in the season. He's still averaging 30 points a game, more available than Durant, too. How's your take aged? Uh, when I when I say scoring, I mean three point, like all that stuff. Like LeBron obviously gets a lot of these layups and foul calls and stuff. So, well, he doesn't get a lot of foul uh, calls anymore, as illustrated by that Celtics team. No but so you mean shooting? Katie's probably missed more time with injury than LeBron. Has. Yeah, well, it's important to be available for your teammates. Right. Uh, so you mean shooting, not yeah. scoring? Shooting, scoring. I mean, I I bet you. <laughs> I bet you if LeBron James at the beginning of the season and KD at the beginning of the season, everybody they both just play to the end of the season, nobody gets hurt, KD outscores LeBron this season. And they're about the same age. What, KD's like three years younger? Uh, four years younger. Four? Yeah, maybe five. I'm not they're sure. About. But, uh, okay. Yeah, dude, peak, peak scoring KD is better than peak scoring LeBron. Huh. To me, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just record, I mean, record book says something differently, but, you know, maybe that's what you Longevity. Think. Longevity. How many points per game do you think Kevin Durant averages for like his 28? career? Oh, career? For his career. Yeah, I'd say about 27, 28. Oh, how many do you think LeBron averages? I don't know. So Kevin Durant for his career is 27.3. Okay. And let's go ahead and check LeBron James for his career is 27.2. So they average the exact same amount of points. And this year, LeBron is averaging 30.2, and Katie's averaging 29.7. Um, so, I don't know. Seems like. Yeah. <laughs> seems like. What are you laughing about? What's so funny? I'm just curious. Yeah, what were the, well, I, I think one of those numbers was higher than the other one. 27.3 versus 27.2? <laughs> yeah, who we're had? We're doing the tenth of a point. 27.3? Was that, was that Katie? For now, yes. Katie is ahead of him by a tenth of a point. My, but I knew that. My point is the the idea that Durant's this generational scorer. I agree with, but I would think the guy who averages the exact same amount of points and has done it far longer. I don't know. And I wonder. Hold on, career uh, shooting percentage. <laughs> career shooting percentage. By the way, um, you fewer points. But Durant is forty nine point eight, and LeBron is fifty point five. So they average the exact same amount of points and LeBron's slightly more efficient. I don't know. seems relevant to me. Answer your questions next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. 
Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. We wanted to congratulate you all on 100,000 subscribers. It's Danny Parkins, an occasional but not nearly frequent enough contributor. Nick, congrats, man. You truly are the Julius Irving of your own show, and by that I mean... By my count, you are the 11th most important person uh, for the show getting to 100,000 followers. Uh, Chance comes in at number 10, Kara at 9, Victor at 8, Gabe Goodwin comes in at number 7. You got the dog bump by having your very cute dog Dexter, Deanna coming in at number 5, the set designer at Trintage, then of course Matt Ford, the executive producer, one of the best producers in the business. Wheezy comes in at number 2, Demonze at number 1. So congrats Demonze and crew and Julia Serving, aka Nick Wright. Man, maybe at 200,000 you could crack your own top 10. That's why you text me yesterday asking me, is Matt the executive producer of the show? <laughs> That's why. That's, That's why. Exactly why. He, asked, he didn't tell me why he was asking me. Yeah, he asked me. And Matt, I told him I didn't know if it was you or Gabe. I didn't know. I don't know how the titles work at Blue Duck. So, yeah, he asked me. All right, by the way, speaking of hitting the 100,000, I we did it at the top of the show, but I do really, really appreciate the folks, especially the folks who've been here from the very beginning. And the new folks as well. It's a really hell of an accomplishment. And it, it, it was kind of a pie-in-the-sky goal for us to hit within the first year. I'm super excited about it. There's DeMonze holding money and a plaque. Right now, he has neither. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to read the fan questions? Go ahead. Um. Okay. Do you, do you have them? Just go yeah, ahead. No, the fan, let's it. just go ahead and right, go so to the fan yeah, questions. Yeah. Yep. All right, J.D. Watson said, realistically, what does Mahomes' resume have to look like to be considered the GOAT? <laughs> I think he's allowed to be in the discussion once he gets to four ranks. I think because right, you are you still have some people that think Montana's better than Brady. Montana's got four. You have the I think the fact of the matter is if he gets to four rings and it has the you look across other sports, like Jordan doesn't have the most rings. He has the second most rings, and he's considered by many the GOAT, right? Like the you don't always have to match the ring count, but you can't be in the Rogers situation where you have all these regular season accolades and only one championship. So winning this year would put him, I think, on track to do it, but he's also got to play for a very long time. Go ahead. People are so obsessed with that, like with not admitting that they're witnessing greatness right now. I know. It's like they like saying that the best was a long time. Of ago. course. Yeah. It's so irritating. I totally oh, not agree. you though, JD. All right, next. Uh, but Bear Band said, "Nigga Navanze, if Ravens let go of Lamar, what are the chances the 49ers can get him?" Congrats on 100,000 followers or subscribers. This is my first time watching live, but I have watched most of your podcast. Well, thank you so much, Bear Bands. Uh, I, I I think the the Niners have basically no chance of getting Lamar. 
Look, they're not. He's not going to be let go of. It, it, he might be traded. If he's traded, it will be for a massive haul, and the Niners don't have the assets. Right. So they traded picks for Trey Lance, and then they traded picks for Christian McCaffrey. Right. So I would say the Niners have basically no chance of getting Lamar. Next. All right, Furious the George said, did Amonze get his significant cash bonus for hitting 100,000 subscribers? That's the real question. Not yet. He will. It's the real. He's he's getting that bonus. I, I commit to everyone. Uh. He's getting that bonus when he gets the plaque. It's going to be a whole ceremony that we do all at once. Okay. <laughs> okay so but they, I'm not welching, but I have not yet paid it out. Next. All right. Uh, Sky Luke Walker said, does Demonte know, does Demonte know he wouldn't have to wear two pairs of pants if he didn't have big holes in the knees? Yeah, dude, it's cold outside. So I, I just, I just prefer to mix it up with you guys. I don't want you guys to see the same black jeans every time. I also don't want to wear shorts. So I'm trying to give you <laughs> A little preview of Demonze does not like when he gets roasted for his sartorial decisions. Oh no, at this point, it's I actually I actually don't mind it. These guys just don't have as much drip as me, and that's okay. understood. But uh, but yeah, I it, it keeps me warm, and like I said, the black pants need a break every once in a while. I can't just keep wearing them. All right, last one. Go ahead. All right, Matt Ford asks, so heads so heads or tails, we'll flip a coin in the control room and settle your bet. All right, you want to do it? Let's put 20 bucks on it, right? Why now. don't we put your whole bonus? Let's do it. No, see, that is a problem. I knew you were bluffing. That no, no, no I, I would I, do it. No, but I that is a bluffing. problem. That's, that's, if you would say <laughs> that. Don't flip wait, any hold coin. On, hold on, no, no. Wait, flip the coin though. Hold on. I've got heads. All right, flip it. This is for nothing. Hold this, on. This is for absolutely nothing. This is for nothing. Let's just see. This could have been for and, wait, 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 wait. I have a question. How yeah. are we flipping it? Are we doing the flip? Catch and then whatever straight up on the on the on the surface. Yeah, we're doing the catch and flip. Yes, heads or tails. Call it. I've I've still got heads. Let's go. Go, Matt. Let's see. This is why people watch on YouTube. Hold on, that one didn't count. Don't say what it is. You didn't even catch it, Matt. (laughs) This is pathetic. (laughs) There it is. Heads or tails. What is it? What is it, Matt? Let's go. I would have been, man. See, look at him. <laughs> look at how mad he is. Look at how mad he is. Great show. Love you guys. See you guys on Monday with a listener and viewer-based show. What's right? <laughs>